And here's a completely different spiritual way to approach it. And it's ancient wisdom that's rooted in mathematics and science. And it supports us in understanding the numbers and the predictive patterns through energy. Welcome to the Phase 4 Podcast, inspired by Vishen Lakhiani and Ajit Nawalkar, co-founders of Evercoach, a division of Vine Valley. In this podcast, we speak to coaches and creatives about where they were, where they are, and where they are going. This is the intersection of what we focus on expands, and your story is your superpower. My guest today is Anne-Marie McKenzie. She's a business strategist, a numerology queen, and a keynote speaker. Anne-Marie, welcome to the podcast. AP, thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to connect my heart to yours and to your audience as well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Um, I love the energy world. And so today we're going to talk a lot about the energy world and you have something very special to offer, but... I think a lot of my audience would be familiar with a lot of different techniques from the energy world, and it's so important. And there used to be a time when I didn't talk about it, couldn't talk about it, was nervous to talk about it, and now I'm just like, I don't care. There's been way too much evidence that I see that I don't care what other people think anymore. So with that said, maybe can you tell us what you do and how did you even end up in this space? Absolutely. Well, I've been an entrepreneur at heart on and off all throughout my career. I have always been a very spiritual person and, and I got to a place in my life where I couldn't deny that the two of them need to be working together hand in hand, side by side. So I started a side hustle in 2015. I was still working in the corporate world for a nonprofit and I had gone through a spiritual awakening. Unfortunately, it was through a loss. I lost my mother to cancer and her loss really reminded me of who it is that I am and my intuitive powers and my psychic powers and made me question everything about my life, about my relationships, about my career. And at the time, I was a member of Mind Valley, so I know that that's one of the reasons why we connected and why we're here today. And I'd been doing a lot of that deep spiritual work, and I was also diving into emotional intelligence and heart intelligence and really understanding how the heart has this electromagnetic field that's about 5,000 times stronger than that of the mind, and yet we typically operate from the mind, from our thoughts and from our beliefs and works on building a bridge between the two. And that's how I started this side hustle at the time. And in 2017, 2018, really started to niche down and focus on entrepreneurs because that's where my heart's at, being with creative people, being with the ideators, the innovators, the healers, the coaches, the people that really want to align with their purpose, amplify their gifts, and activate prosperity at the same time. And so I started building out my program services and offerings from there. And to my surprise, <laughs> numerology randomly came into my world. I was speaking to another coach about abundance and sustainability and business. And it was, I laugh at myself, I approached it very uh from a masculine place, even though I had been weaving in more of the feminine energy. And I remember saying, I'm going to hire a new bookkeeper and I'm going to get another accountant. And she said, I think that you would benefit greatly from this free five-day challenge. And the woman was a um, an economist. She had worked for the Canadian government and she had became certified in numerology and started coaching and training and teaching other people to get certified in numerology. I'm like, well, that's interesting that my intention was around abundance. And I thought that it was going to be this particular path in order to rebuild a relationship with numbers. And here's a completely different spiritual way to approach it. And it's ancient wisdom that's rooted in mathematics and science. And it supports us in understanding the numbers and the predictive patterns through energy. And so I was all in. 
And then once I was all in and learned the magic that unfolded in my own personal life, then I started weaving it in with my soulmate clients and the rest is history. That's awesome. <laughs> you go back, heart intelligence. Are we talking like Heart Math Institute? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And emotional intelligence, Daniel Goldman? Yeah. And so these things are almost, I think they are more important than IQ. EQ is definitely more important than IQ um, because it connects you to something way bigger, right? You can learn the numbers and the math and get stuck in the masculine very easily. And yeah, it'll work out, but you're going to be missing a huge part of it, I believe, without the others. Mm -hmm. And so what I was finding, which I know that you'll appreciate as well, is when I was asking people this very simple yet profound question of how do you want to feel? It was a difficult answer. And it was very surface level. And I would guide them through weeks and weeks some or retreats uh, in order for them to get really clear on how it is they wanted to feel and learn how to flip the switch on goal setting and to understand that everything that we're seeking outside of ourselves is actually attached to a feeling. When numerology came into my world, I learned how to collapse timelines with them. By knowing somebody's birthday, I know exactly how they want to feel. And I know the values that they want to embody. And I know how their energy operates. And I can also look and see what soulful strategic plan would be best for them based on their own energy. That's awesome. Have you ever heard of Gene Keys? I'm not. Yes, I have, but I'm not 100% familiar with it. This one you're saying birthday reminds me. They have it down to the exact time, and depending on the time, it puts out this huge map. But So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so... um. The spiritual awakening, it happens from a low moment, Kenshu moment, but then it takes you to another level. I found, okay, so my father passed away, right? And something changed after that where it's the weirdest thing, but almost like I didn't realize that I was a man or something until then. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it, it started shifting. And so my definition of God didn't change, or my I belief in God didn't change, but my entire definition looks totally different now and i it happened right around that time so i'm not sure if this is i don't even know but um, there's a connection yes absolutely <laughs> yeah and so how about numbers what numbers do you see i see 11 11 all the time <laughs> like all the time 11 11 is very common in my world i also had my bulldog babs pass away at 11 11 so when she crossed over that rainbow bridge that way every time from that moment forward when i saw 11 11 it would remind me of her and her message is always get off your ass and move your body and stop taking life so seriously <laughs> and so when i see 11 11 there's um a deeper significance um i see a lot of eights right now double eights triple eights quadruple eights that's because we're moving into an eight energy year I see 1023 all the time. That's my partner's birthday. I see 711 all the time. That's his daughter's birthday. Um, more recently, 444. Yesterday, doing an energy forecast, I saw uh, 111, 1222, 1234. We also got 333 yesterday and 444 yesterday. So the angel numbers and my spiritual support team speaking me to me through numbers has amplified significantly since diving down the path of becoming certified in numerology. It's incredible. Right. And we just switched like about a month ago, right? We went through a, a full moon and a lunar eclipse within like 12 hours. And then there was an energy shift. I don't know how it works. If, if depending on people, it's all different. Some people get positive and then negative. But I felt a huge shift and I was talking to other people who felt a huge shift and Again, no coincidence. No. Numerology, what I love about it is it's simple. We've played with numbers since we were so young. So for many of us, it's been decades, absolutely decades of working with numbers and understanding the energy of numbers. When we look at one to nine, that's a manifestation cycle. And we are coded. We have our own personal energetic code and the universe has a, an energetic code as well. 
So when we start to understand the energy of each number and the and where we're at in that manifestation cycle, then we can align with it because we understand this is what's happening for us in the collective. That's why, yes, all of us could feel that shift happening. In November, we moved into a nine energy, which is the end of a manifestation cycle. For so many of us light workers, we're like, 2023 is done. <laughs> we are complete. We are over. Let's move on. Let's bring in that 2024 eight energy. There's been a lot of spiritual assignments in 2023. There's been a lot of loss because 2023 was a rebirth of spirituality, was an, was an awakening for so many people. And with that comes tragedy. With that comes loss. With that comes spiritual assignments. And so it hasn't been easy and it's brought up a lot of grief. It's brought up a lot of things that maybe we have healed, but there's still little bits that are left there to be healed in our heart in order to move forward in a way that feels really good and that feels like we're in flow and we're in momentum. And so this month that we're having this conversation, December is a one energy month, so it's a new cycle. That has started now what's interesting is 2024 yes we move out of the seven and into an eight but january goes back to a nine energy month and then february is a one so we're in this i call it like the washing machine cycle for <laughs> like we're just getting tossed around and we're like i think i'm moving forward no i'm not i've let this go no i haven't i'm setting new goals i don't know if i can do that right like it's it's this um um, it's a little bit of chaotic uncertainty, but it's it's good. It's good for us because it's shaking things up. It's disrupting our patterns and it's uh, bringing to light what wants to be left behind and what we want to bring forward and is supporting us to see a vision for the future and to be able to call it into the here and now. That's awesome. I see everything you're saying. I can see it in my own life just the past couple of weeks and the next weeks that I'm have planned already. Um, I love it. And so next year is an eight. Eight's a good number. So before we even go further, so is this sacred geometry as well? And then um, I guess we kind of didn't really explain this. this is going to be an energy forecast for 2024. Mm -hmm. All right. Sacred geometry is definitely connected to numerology because everything is energy and everything is a pattern. So to have this relate to the energy that we're in in the here and now, we're moving into eight. And eight is one of those numbers in the um, Fibonacci sequence, which is that sequence that we see everywhere in nature. And so you can see just from that alone how numbers are absolutely embedded in everything. A sunflower is coated with numbers. A snail is coated with numbers, right? An octopus with eight legs is coated with numbers, which is really incredible when we think about that connection. Yeah, it's everywhere. And like once once you start seeing it, you can't, can't stop seeing it. Yeah, just like when you start seeing numbers and the patterns of numbers uh, and your spiritual support team, your higher counsel speaking to you through numbers, once you start seeing them, you're not going to stop. We were talking about this uh, this week in one of my uh, monthly circles, and I said 23 is purposefully planted in a lot of television shows and a lot of movies. And now that I've said this, you're going to see it all the time. It's insane. And they're like, why? And I said, well, let's think about it. Was two plus three, five, five represents change. And so look at when they're showing you 23 in the movie, and Jim Carrey has a, an incredible movie, literally based on the number 23, but it always shows a pivotal point in the storyline that something's going to change, and five represents change. That's awesome. And so there's an argument, right? The scientists will say, oh, well, it's just a pattern. Your brain's going to see the pattern, and your brain recognizes the pattern. And I'm like, well, you're seeing it that way, but I'll see it a different way. So what would you say to that? Well, the science is right. Ma numerology is rooted in science and is rooted in mathematics. And the spiritual aspect of it is incorrect as well. Numerology, from my belief system, 
came from Atlantean times, moved into Egypt. Uh, eventually, Pythagoras took over, created a school. I love Pythagoras because he was one of the first fellows that allowed females to be able to study. And women also helped him uh, with numerology to be able to make it a, a little bit more mainstream. But once they really realized that understanding these predictive patterns in the wrong hands can be used as a form of control, then it went underground and it was hidden in a deck of cards. And the Order of the Magi was this group of men that safeguarded it for a while, but I think we know once we live in the matrix that it did get in the wrong hands and it is used as a form of power and control, but we're taking that power back. Beautiful. Our intuition is coming online. 2023 support us in that. Like we, when we look at 2020, 21, 2022, <laughs> I know, 2023, we can see that there's been this like slow awakening of like, hey, you are the inner authority of your life. And your sovereignty is in question. And are you going to allow that to happen? Or are you going to wake up? And numerology helps us wake up because when we see these predictive patterns and we understand them, then we can make choices that align with those energies. And when we do that, we create more momentum. We create more ease. And you say this so eloquently, and I say this all the time in my life as well, what we focus on expands. And so if we're focusing on the energies that are coming through for us, instead of paddling upstream, we get to point the boat downstream and surrender, accept and allow, and just allow that flow to take our boat downstream with so much fierce faith and trust that God got us all that is. The universe had us because the universe wants us to win. Yes, yes. And so um, going back to like ancient Greece and ancient Egypt, even um, the numbers are there with the stars. I'm thinking of ancient Mayans. Like I went up to Tanita and it's crazy in Mexico. There's a pyramid. And so it has um, 90 steps on each side, right? So four sides, 360 steps on the top. There's this little kind of enclosure, four more sides, 364 with a roof, 365. So on top of it, it has a snake and in the front and the back of the snake, there's a, a, a hole and only on like the summer solstice, the sun will come through both those holes and it will shine through only on that day and light up a graveyard that's about five football fields away. And it's just like, man, these guys didn't even have a calculator, but they know the numbers. You're right. And uh, some documentary on netflix will tell you it's just a coincidence and know that it's not right and then even from a business um perspective what you're saying about pe the most people are awakening right now i see it too i feel it and you can see it on a business angle the great resignation where people are just like i'm not going there anymore like you want me to come there for how long and give you how many hours of my life mm -hmm. it's a really great time to live, in my opinion, as difficult as it has been the last few years. It's a really great time to live. And I'm remembering and so many other people are remembering their soul contract. And the fact that their soul chose to come here to Earth School to raise the vibration of the planet. And also remember that what we choose to do here in Earth School actually has a positive ripple effect in the galaxy. Pretty special souls being able to come to Earth. Yeah. We forget that. <laughs> right? Yeah, and even you're talking about ancient Greece earlier, but that's what Socrates was telling us. It's not about learning, it's about remembering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Numerology supports us to remember because we are coded through the numbers. When our soul chose to incarnate on that day, there's an energy that that day and that person will hold because of being born on that day. And when we peel back all of the layers in that energetic code, we can understand who we are as heart conscious leaders. We can identify this is our purpose. This is what we came here to do. This is the cycle that we're in, our manifestation cycle and our creativity cycle. And so our purpose is going to change a couple of times in our lifetime because we go through seasons. And 
this is where I tend to hang out a lot of the times. I, I spend a lot of time in the mental plane and that can be really exhausting. And so when I look at my my own personal energy management system, I have to be very aware of each day taking time to move my body and get out in nature. And that gets me out of my mind. And in that practice, then I get back into my heart. So yeah, that, that's yeah. great advice. I think that's amazing advice for everybody, right? We can, nature is like, there's something secret in nature that it's just, it's there. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about um, next year, the energy forecast, and we kind of talked a little about January, but what does it look like? And then does it also matter on your horoscope or is that just something totally different? Everybody's going to experience the universal collective energies differently. And it's because our energetic code does have an influence. So next year, the collective, we will all be experiencing an eight energy year. I know that I'm shifting into a personal four energy year. So how I experience that eight energy will also be through the lens of the four energy. For me, <laughs> I'd not to brag or anything, I'm like, but that's a really good thing because eight is about abundance and reclaiming the power of infinite abundance because it's two concentric circles on top of each other. And when we lay them on, on their side, it represents infinity, right? And it's such an abundant number and represents luck in so many cultures that when I see eight energy, I always see it as comprised of two fours. I know that five plus three is eight. I know that one plus seven is eight. I know that six plus two is eight but I always see it as four plus four because of those two concentric circles representing balance. The eight is a mirror. So for me to be going into an eight energy collective year and a four personal year, I'm like the two of them work really well together. They belong together. It's about systems and structures and organizing um, pieces to create sustainability in my life and business. And so I'm going to feel called to do that and step into higher levels of heart conscious leadership. And when I couple that with eight energy, my time to shine. And I'm going to hold on to that. There's definitely weight of the world on my shoulders, being overwhelmed, too many steps ahead, lots of things to do as I'm moving into that. But it will look a little bit different for everybody because again, we have our own code, but for all of us moving into the eight, I I tend to, everything has a low vibration, everything is a high vibration. I lean heavily on the higher vibrational pieces because who wants to hang out in the low vibes? It's important though for us to know what they are and to honor them, to not skip over it, right? Or spiritually bypass so next year could be this year where addictions come to light, where if we are a workaholic, that might kick into overdrive, right? Yes, we might get really overwhelmed because we feel this call for a higher level of purpose and intention to master our creative gifts. And... We want to work hard at that, but it can get overwhelming thinking of all the things that need to be done in order to master that creative craft. Playing small is part of that eight energy. When we get in that overwhelm, well, I'm not perfect and I'm not the best at it. There's a lot of other people out there that are doing it. So who's, it's just me. Who's going to, who's going to want to listen to me? So it's important to know that, you know, scarcity and not enough. And us questioning our worth is going to be a part of it. But that's the portal. That's the gateway for growth and evolution. And when we end up choosing to be in those spaces of like, okay, yeah, right now I feel like I'm not enough. Who am I to start another podcast? There's a lot of podcasts out there. Who would want to listen to me? I'm just going to sit with that for a little bit. And then I'm going to meditate or I'm going to pray or I'm going to go for a walk in the woods or I'm going to have a, a soak in the tub with Himalayan salts and some essential oils. And I'm going to come back into my heart space and remember who it is that I am and remember that I am enough and there is enough. 100%. I love this. Um, the idea is like the overwhelm, if you can see it ahead of time and you know it's coming, 
I'm thinking about, I ran a marathon this year and like I knew what was going to happen before it happened. So when it happened and the voice started coming and saying all those kind of things, it was just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to do almost. And same way you're saying. Um, and I, I love that the awareness for me, it's always awareness is the first step. So if you know, it's going to happen or you know something, it's just like I teach these, um, I facilitate mental health groups and like right around we're recording this close to Christmas and that's the conversation is like, Hey, you're going to have that dinner and there's people that whatever, it's just your family and it can be tough. Right. And so we're always talking like that where, you know, what's going to happen. So like kind of let's have a plan in place so that when it happens, you don't have to sit there and spiral. You can react, not react, but you implement your plan. Okay. I need to go in the other room and just kind of calm down or do whatever for five minutes. And so the awareness is key, I think. Absolutely. Well, awareness is the first path of transformation. And yes, we are reacting, but we're reacting from a place that's heart conscious. And so when choosing and changing our reactions, we change the reality and we change the outcomes. And you're right. This is an opportunity for us to plan because we can predict some of the things that are coming through. And it's not about having a high level of control. I like how you said it's it supports us so we don't spiral. We can accept, oh, okay, this this is a part of the journey. This is a part of the experience. And I don't want to stay in that. I want to spiral higher. <laughs> I want to move into higher vibrational states. I want to shift this. And so what are the tools and the soulful strategies that I have in place to make that shift and to claim that higher side of the vibrations? I'm back into remembering the power of infinite abundance that I am enough and there is. Beautiful. And one thing I got to draw that might have got skipped over you saying about when those feelings come or whatever happens that overwhelm is not to just push it away. Just, okay, it's here. Like now the quicker you can do that, the quicker it kind of dissolves and all the, the stuff that we make it bigger than it actually is kind of just, we move through it faster, I think. It's going to do that for everybody as well, too. The eight will support us because it loves momentum. That's where it finds its vigor in the movements and traversing both sides. The eight shows us the polarity. The eight shows us the duality, the masculine and the feminine, the negative and the positive, the light and the dark, and traversing both sides, knowing how to navigate both sides and keeping that momentum and that flow going. Obviously, there's the sweet spot that's in the middle. That's where I, I love to hang out. We all love hanging out in that place. But we don't we don't get to. It's about heart and hustle. Right. Good segue. I was just going to say, so on your website, it says, hustle and heart. Find the balance for joy, freedom, and abundance. And I was just like, I love it. It's so good. Because... Part of like manifesting, right? It's like, oh, I'm just, and heart center too. People are like, I'm just going to sit there like on a, a mountaintop in the Himalayas or something, right? But no, you still have to hustle and do some work. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Yes. The manifestation, it's one of those topics, right? Where there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily talking about all aspects of manifesting. And that is something that's going to come online this year for many people. One of the number one soulful strategies is learn to manifest like a boss. And it's to understand that it's our thoughts that change our reality, our feelings that change our reality, and our inspired action. And the three of those things, we want them to be aligned. The heart's leading the way. It's coming from this place of, yes, this is how I want to feel. And this is how I want JP to feel during our conversation. And this is my intention for his audience to feel during our conversation. I'm going to start from that place. And then what's a high vibe, like aligning thought that's going to mirror that or amplify that? And then what's the inspired action steps that we're going to take in order to make that happen? And you did something very beautiful and asked me if I wanted to ground. And I love it. I wish everybody would start their podcast interviews that way. So we did a quick meditation and some breath work and connected to our heart and connected to the earth and connected to the cosmos and brought it into the here and now with the intention. And let's see what kind of reality we can create with this fun conversation, right? Yeah, 100%. The one thing I put on the end of that would be the surrender part because it might not happen the way you want. <laughs> right. If not this, then something better. I 
said this yesterday in my full 2024 energy forecast and the chat box just lit up. They're like, can you say that again? Do you say this all the time? I love it. And how do you end it? And, and for me, I say, so be it. And so it is. So it's letting the universe know, hey, I'm here to play. I'm, I understand the energy. I understand how to align and calibrate with it. But there's something else that I'm probably not thinking about or feeling about or that I can see that I'm calling in that you have in store for me. So I'm going to open up that container, increase my capacity for abundance, and I'm going to surrender and I'm going to trust and I'm going to accept that whatever comes my way is what's meant for me, not to me. I love it. So earlier this year, I published a book and it's four different series in a book. And one of the series is called 12 Steps to a Spiritual Awakening, which you were talking about earlier. And it, another series is called Alphabet Soup for the Soul. And it's just letters. And it's like A is for abundance is the first one. So you're talking about both of these things, which I love. Um, I would love to switch gears now and see, can we talk about emotional rescue? You have a, is that a course you have or? It's one of the courses. It's something that's in the back burner at the moment, but will be revitalized probably at late 2024. No, it's okay that you brought that up, but it's what I'm seeing in all spaces. I work with a lot of empaths, highly sensitive people, psychics, and energy management is where it's at. That's why we're experiencing the overwhelm, the stress, the burnout is because we don't understand how to manage our energy. A lot of us didn't get taught emotional intelligence. And because of that, we suppress and we stuff our feelings and it's draining. There's so many energetic leaks and it takes us away from being present in the moment because those feelings aren't allowed to be expressed. And so it's part of it. So emotional rescue was maybe a program that I developed before it's time, if that makes sense. It wasn't, it was burst and it was incredible. The clients, the people that came through that program, I think I offered $50 and they were like, I did not expect to get that much incredibleness for only $50. But what I do is I guide them through six different core feelings and support them to understand the low vibrational states and to implement different strategies to raise the vibration of that emotion or that feeling, how to shift from fear to love, how to turn anger into action, for example, and to use things like prayer, the power of prayer, the power of meditation, to use things like essential oils, crystals, uh, journal prompts, just ways to transmute those energies. And the reason for it is because that is our purpose. I don't know about you, but a lot of my soulmate clients, like the number one thing that they come to me for is they want to understand their purpose. They want to know why they're here and what they're here to do. And we have a collective purpose to transmute energy. That's what we came here to do in earth school is to learn how to transmute energy. I love it. I told you earlier that my theme word this year was intuition. Last year it was transmute. Mm. I think... There's something in there I would love to get your ideas about is you said empaths, a lot of empaths, right? And mm -hmm. so they have that difficult time with energy and it's mostly getting sucked into other people's bad energy and then they feel really drained and they feel low. And I've, and I know a lot of people, that, friends particularly that listen to this, that, and I'm there too. Um, sometimes I do get sucked into that and it takes me a minute to, I'm getting a lot faster at it now, but how would you buffer against that? Or how do you defend against that for people who get sucked into it? I think the first step is understanding you and who you are. So myself as a ruling number three in numerology, anxiety and fear of not enough is part of my code. So when I'm feeling those things, I know that that's me. And when I've done the work, I don't feel that way. When anxiety comes near me, now I'm able to identify that's not my anxiety that I'm feeling. That's my partner's. Because I've had a really good night's sleep. <laughs> I've had nourishing foods today. I've moved my body. I limited my screen time. I nourished my 
mind by reading 10 pages of a book this morning. I've used essential oils. I've cleansed in the shower. I've done all the things. And if I'm in a high vibrational state, but anxiety is coming in, then I can be aware of that. If I have not slept well, if I have eaten processed foods, if I haven't moved my body, if I'm on the screen too much, then th that's when I become energetically open to absorbing other people. So I 100% believe in self-care, self-love, self-compassion, and self-leadership is the number one form way to protect it. The part of setting boundaries comes from this place of shifting our mindset as well to understand that it's not my responsibility to change how you feel. And we just went through this for a couple of years, right? Where the matrix told us your choices affect everybody around you. So you have to do this. And if you don't, you're a terrible person. I love helping people. I am extremely generous. But your anxiety is not my responsibility. Your scarcity mindset is not my responsibility. Your insecurities are not my responsibilities. We, in the conflict and drama triangle, and I do talk about that in Emotional Rescue, I talk about it in all of my programs, we tend to step into that rescuer mode and therefore we stay in conflict and drama. And when we step in and become rescuer and the person doesn't make changes and they still are showing up in fear or you know insecurity or anxiety, then we can point fingers and become the persecutor. Well, if you had just done what I told you to do, then this wouldn't be happening. Is that the Cartman triangle? Um, I I call it the Kinslama triangle, the conflict or drama triangle. It's probably the same thing. Yeah. Like a victim, no matter what size, or you're the persecutor, you're the victim, or you're the healer, kind of? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. And when you set those beautiful boundaries with self-love, self-care, self-compassion, self-leadership, instead of being the rescuer, you're the collaborator. So that means that we come to a place of understanding that this other person is experiencing these low vibrational states, but they're in a place where they're going to work with me in order to transmute their energy. Or they're also in victim mode and they're expecting somebody else to solve the problem for them. So therefore, I'm not going to step into that conflict and drama. And one of the key things that I teach my entrepreneurs that I work with is your soulmate clients are not in victim mode. You do not want to work with victims. Yeah. You want to work with people who are have moved to creator mode. Yeah, I'm not doing the victim. Like, I can't help you. Sorry. No. no. I couldn't. So I hope that answers your question. Like the those awareness pieces and there's spiritual things that I do as well. Light above me, light below me, light around me, light within me. My light is my vision of my protection. And I have a bubble. I remember walking around the grocery store in 2021 and I, I was so stiff and I looked just like a robot. And my partner's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm tucking my energy in. Our energetic field goes out like 30 feet. And when other people aren't aware, theirs is 30 feet. Well, I'm stealing 60 feet. And I have done energy training. I can send my energy far, 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 like way farther than 30 feet. So I can absorb in a grocery store hundreds of people and I can pick up that energy. So I'm tucking my energy in. And he said, well, I think you can be a little bit more loosey-goosey about it. <laughs> it's like when you go snowboarding, right? Like, yeah, bend your knees, but like relax and have fun at the same time. But knowing how to tuck your energy in and when you are in spaces and places with other people, I energetically prepare for it when I'm going into public as an empath. There's a lot of things that I do to, to do that. When I'm in public and then I come home again, I clean my energy. I make sure I shower, I use essential oils, or I'll do like a meditation and a cleansing of my aura in that way. So, so any debris that I have picked up energetically that I'm clearing out as well. Right, so you can run the energy. That's where I was going to actually go next, was you can set the energy and send it ahead before you even get there, right? 
And when you're doing the COVID talking one, that's funny because on a normal day, the, the energy around is probably low, but at that time it was probably just, uh, very difficult. Yeah. So now let's talk about your 2024 soulful planner for spiritual entrepreneurs. Thank you for asking about that. That's a baby that's been in the making for a couple of years. I used the Desire Map Planner by Danielle Laporte for about eight years. And that's where I did a lot of my emotional intelligence training and heart intelligence training. And using that planner for eight years significantly changed my life. And then one day, Danielle announced that she's not creating it anymore. And I almost fell over and panicked. And I reached out to her and said, please don't do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to live my life without it. And she said, you'll figure it out. And so I did. I purchased a template that another entrepreneur friend was selling, purposely created this planner template so that way we could uh, change it to suit ourselves and used it uh, for the first year, just myself. And then in my conscious business immersion program, we were building the foundations of business and a conscious business blueprint. And my soulmate clients were asking, well, how do I stay on top of this? How do I keep everything on track? And so within my community, I introduced them to the soul planner that I had created. And then I would show up in community and say, well, it's a seven energy day. And so we really want to focus on what we're going to stop doing just as much as what we're start doing. And they would pause me and say, how do you know it's a seven energy day? And I said, oh, that's a really good question. So because everybody was asking me about the numerology, I thought, well, why don't I just include the numerology? So I did that in year two. And this is the first year that I've decided to put it out there to the world in print so they can purchase it on Amazon and actually have the Soulful Planner dropped off at their doorstep. I did create the digital planner. It's only $44 and I include massive amounts of training so people can actually understand it's my brain. It's my brain. It's my heart. It's my structure. It's my system. And for people who are creatives, especially, the first thought of it can be maybe overwhelming or it can look like it's taking away our freedom, but it does the exact opposite. And it makes sure that, again, that we keep our heart on the agenda, that we're focusing on uh, how it is that we want to feel on the values that we want to embody, but also we're taking a holistic approach for our life and our business. And it's not just about us. It is about our family and our friends and our community and our soulmate client and the world and what we're contributing to the world. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm a creative and I, I hear that argument almost a lot that like creatives have to be messy and disorganized and just go wherever. And yeah, there's chunks of time, but you, I believe you need the structure. For me, a schedule is so important. And I make sure to put fun stuff in the schedule, but like I need that structure for me. And I think for me, it actually helps me be more creative. It does because it's a balance of the masculine and the feminine. It doesn't work if we spend too much time in one or the other. So it's wow. very supportive to have both. And for the creatives that are resistant, I say, look at your schedule and block off two days a week that you schedule nothing. Those are your creative days. Oh, I can do that? Yes, absolutely. If that's what it takes for you to get into your creative flow is having two full days, block two full days off. But let's also look at the other things that are super important as well. Time with your family, moving your body your spiritual practices, in business, book, doing your accounting, time to attract your clients, client connections, right? Generating money, marketing, content, all of those pieces, they can't be ignored because you're a creative and you just don't want to have a schedule. So it's about honoring both. Right. And so this is... Um... You said conscious business immersion is a class, so that would be a more detailed, focused, expansive version of the same thing? Yeah, the Soulful Planner really is a 100% reflection of the conscious business immersion, which is 
a program that allows people to create the foundations, really strong foundations in their business. Why do you do what it is that you do? What's your vision? What's your mission? What are your values? Who are your soulmate clients? How do you show up in the world? What's your what's your structure for generating revenue? And again, taking a holistic approach to all of those pieces and then supporting them to actually get out there and do it. So figuring out the resources and the people that we need in order to rise up and bring this thing to light and 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 call it into fruition. So it's perfect for somebody that's brand new to business and also for somebody who's been operating as an entrepreneur for quite some time but is ready for change. Maybe they have built a successful business but they're burnt out and they don't love who it is that they're working with and they don't love how they're approaching it. You know, oftentimes it's I love uh, I'll get feedback that my clients love that I incorporate spirituality into business. They've never seen it before. They've never experienced it before. And they say, I want to do that. And I'll ask them about, I know that they're multi-passionate and they have multiple modalities. I'm like, tell me about all the certifications that you have. And they're like, well, I'm a Reiki master and an acupuncturist. And, you know, I also am a, a meditative practitioner and they'll go on and on. And I, and I say, okay, so I'm here to help you mash all of those beautiful modalities up and create something that is a better reflection of your energetic code and, and your purpose and the gifts that you are here um, to share with the world. Brilliant. So there's a huge part there. You got to values and beliefs and you got to figure that part out at the beginning. You can't do it later on. It's um, And sometimes I'm sure you find it, right? They think that they know their values and then you start digging a little deeper and it's like, oh, that's uh, not even that was someone else's belief that I've been hanging on to. Mm-hmm. Just the question, why? Why do you do what you do in business? Often the answer I get is very surface level. And then the more time we spend together, they realize, whoa, like I I have a, a big why. Yes, there's a big why to be a healer because somebody in my world that I loved, I lost them and I don't want that to happen to other people. But it's also I'm building this business because I want to have cosmic love as well. I want to have deep, meaningful relationships in my personal life, but in my business life too. Why do I want to do this? Because I want to be able to sleep in when I'm tired I want to set my schedule so I can honor and practice good sleep hygiene. Why am I doing this? Because I want to carve two full days off a week to just be creative, to do what it is that I want to do. So we can just continuously ask why and answer those questions. And that's everything. That's everything. Because that's the energy of our business. The big why. Before we build that brand, before we build the website, before we put offerings out there, before we create a course. And that energy is what authentically attracts who it is that we are here to serve. Yeah. There's always at least three whys. Why do you want that? They give you the answer. Then it's, but why do you want that? At least three, sometimes even (laughs) seven. I've been to seven whys. Yeah. Um, So as we begin to wind down, if this episode resonates with you, please like, subscribe, share, follow, leave a review, but no hard sell. And if you're feeling this, reach out to Anne-Marie. She's got the Soulful Planner for 2024. She has the Energy Forecast. And you can join in the Conscious Business Immersion as well. And I guess before I ask my last question, or I got a couple more, but one question to ask everybody is, this is the Phase 4 Podcast. And phase four in the six-phase meditation by Vishen Lakhiani is all about creating a future three years out. So where is Anne-Marie three years from today? Oh, just three years. Okay. In three years from now, the Conscious Business Planner, sorry, the Soulful Planner is a bestseller on Amazon and it's bound. Uh, I have four vacations a year with my cosmic love. And I'm connecting with spiritual entrepreneurs from all over the world uh, at retreats four times a year. And I work about 20 to 25 hours a week with soulmate clients. Love it. And what's the number in three years? Do you know the number that far ahead? In three years, that will be a seven energy year for me. And seven loves freedom and travel. So wow. I was like, boom. Yeah. That's so that will, that will be 
that's my personal year in three years. So 2024 is an eight, 25, nine, 26 will be a one energy. So a brand new start to a manifestation cycle. Yeah. Collective? Collective. 2026 is a one? <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, okay, let's wrap this up. Let, no, but it's important for us to honor the energy that's here and now. The eight energy of 2024, the invitation is to reclaim the power of infinite abundance. Yeah. I think before I ask my final question, is there anything you want to touch on, share about yourself, your business, anything that I didn't really get to, any other energy work that you do? Mm. I think the best way for us to get to know each other is to dive into the 2024 energy forecast and predictions and just take that information as an opportunity for you to energetically prepare for the year and to align with those energies to maximize your efforts, to be very intentional, to be very purposeful. And I just love developing deep, authentic, creative connections. I love having people in my world for long periods of time. I work with clients for years and years and not that I want them to be dependent on me or create codependency by any means, but I just am a very loyal person and I like having relationships where when I go home and I swing by Toronto, that maybe JP and his wife and I will go out for a bite to eat together. Like that's the life that I want to live is that the business that I'm creating and the people that I'm calling in to my business are also people that I would want to love spending time with if I had that opportunity. So I have a Facebook group. It's a great place for us to just easily connect uh, monthly membership. We talk about the energy forecast and we just hang out and have conscious conversations about it. And those are, you know, really low cost, low energy, lots of value um, in order for us to get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're welcome here anytime. And I would love to do that. So uh, my final question, you kind of got it, but is uh, how can people reach you? AnnemarieMcKenzie.com. The new website is about to launch. I'm trying to get it done before Mercury goes retrograde on December 13th, but we'll see. Um, what's been very interesting that's what I'm going to do a little bit um, after this call is just finalize some of that copy and um, some beauty of it so you can just head to my website you can spell my name incorrectly and hopefully it will still take you to my website because I have purchased every single domain of Anne Marie McKenzie spelled all the different ways so that way it will still take you there and if you're not sure what that next step is then just book just, just book a free uh, session we can do a little quick conscious business audit and see where you're at spiritually as well. And then I can make a recommendation. Yeah. Brilliant. Emory, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so grateful. JP, it was wonderful to get to know you and have this conscious conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you.